It's funny, I follow only you on Instagram. It's not about fame. At the end of the day, it's about power. This is the dirty little secret. Win for Lance Armstrong. by Lance Armstrong. Champion cyclist Lance Armstrong. The career-shattering doping charges. When I went to Europe, I went over expecting to fight with my fist. Then the knives and the guns came out, and I was like, wait a minute. Like, we controlled this. You found out that you had cancer. What was that day like? I had surgery, 7 a.m. What did they do exactly for that? Just take out the bad nut. It was your left one or your right one? <laughs> That's a great question. Pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I raised half a billion dollars. I mean, I, I'd known Oprah a long time. I went from her couch to this couch. Moving up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gl I'm very glad that we have a babysitter. For, for I was actually worried. He's been saving that line all day. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I thought it was just going to be you and me. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. It would just be the worst. The worst podcast ever. I haven't seen Danny wake up at 8.30 a.m. to like prep for a pod, and uh, you know when he does, it's special. You bet. I didn't know you stayed up late. I, that's actually new news for me. What time do you go to bed? Usually I go to bed. I, I like to go to bed. I go to bed at like 9 o'clock, 9, 9.30. That's cap. No. Not when I was in Austin. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, I mean, normally. I mean, I, I, I like, you know, I, I live by the 80-20 rule. Which is what? 80% of the time, you're just... Super focused and serious, and oh, I like that. And twenty percent of the time, you're just see. I always had it back. Really, I was doing crazy. it twenty eighty. <laughs> yeah, you're. I gotta fix that. <laughs> you don't drink. I don't. Which is good. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to have. I don't want. I don't think alcohol should be a part of your life. Lance, you remember the first time you and Danny met? Because I was Danny and I were chatting. I, I, it's unbelievable, like how much of like his career was inspired by all the stuff he did. Like even the yellow branding on right. all his stuff is inspired by. It's crazy. A lot of that. Yeah. We, we met at George's ride. That was the first time. Yeah, I had been messaging you for years. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I follow only you on Instagram now, but even back in the day, there were moments where I would follow only you on Instagram. Then I would just go back to zero, but then I would do that. Um, you don't, I mean, I get so many people that are like, <laughs> they're like, dude, D Danny Duncan only follows one person on Instagram. And I'm like, I know, I know. And now it's just. That's fucking hilarious. I know. So to answer your question, Danny came to my old teammate, yeah. George Hincapie's annual bike ride. It's a big bike ride in South Carolina. And he quit. He dropped out of the race. This um, isn't, it wasn't a race either. It's not oh, a race. Danny but dropped out of the he race? He dropped out. I didn't even drop out. I did like he didn't finish. I did 20 miles more than I was supposed to. Doesn't, it's, <laughs> I don't know, dude. He DNF'd. Wasn't it a 40-mile ride? Like the loop? I did like 62 miles. Yeah, but then you miles. elected to go on the longer one and you dropped out. Oh, I see what you're saying. I did like 60-something miles. I hadn't rode a bike Pretty in, good, yeah. in a long time. Yeah. But he's a good athlete. Oh, yeah. You mean that? Definitely. <laughs> Look at all the stupid shit you do on I YouTube. Know, you have crazy. to be a good athlete to do that. You're a pretty good athlete, too. <laughs> I would never do that. I've stuff. seen your stuff. Nah, man. I'm too old. Do you remember, Lance, when you were Danny's age that you kind of it clicked that cycling could become a career? Because like most people, like you know, it's like, okay, basketball, there's NBA, and yeah. football, NFL. Like When did it click for you that cycling could be something that you do and make a career out of? I mean, I was do. I actually did triathlon before I turned pro in the sport of triathlon when I was fifteen. Yeah. So I was, you know, traveling not not all over the world, but South America, Mexico, Canada, all over the U.S. As like a kid making a living doing professional triathlons. Yeah. So at that point, I knew that, you know, I, I was most likely going to have a career and and probably that sport or you know I didn't know at the time that I would switch to cycling but um then I won the world championships at a very young age and so then I I was, I was 21 when I won the worlds in Oslo in 1993 
30 years ago. What made you switch up from triathlon to cycling? So I, uh, I wanted to go to the Olympics. Hmm. And, you know, uh, triathlon is now an Olympic sport, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't actually an Olympic sport until 2000. And you so definitely weren't going to make it in running. I was not going to make it in running. I wasn't going to make it in swimming. So I, I switched in 92 full-time hmm. and then went to the Olympics in Barcelona. Can you fast forward? I think one date that just like I see on posters of you, like I was like looking back as we were doing research, like October 2nd, 1996, when you found out that you had cancer. Like, mm -hmm. what, what was that day like? Like, how were you processing that? With everything you had done in your career, up well, until I mean, that point. it sucked. It was, uh, it was, uh, you know, what it was was, it, it was just such a shock. I mean, yeah. uh, I knew something was was wrong, but then you start sort of, like, I'll never forget when I when the uh, when the I was in the doctor's office when they diagnosed me. They came in to give me this little uh, shot under the skin, and I said, "Does it what? You know, like a little to see if it had an allergic reaction or something." I said, "What is this for?" So he was like, "Well, we." This potentially could be tuberculosis. Yeah. So, like, you never sit down and think to yourself, God, I wish I could just have tuberculosis. Like, um, I was hoping that this thing blew up and I was like, oh, it isn't cancer. It's tuberculosis. Well, I don't even know what the fuck tuberculosis is. Exactly. But I was sitting there thinking, just please make it be something else. And then, of course, you know, obviously it wasn't. But And that was a weird time, too, because that was not weird, but it was it's hard to imagine a world without a device and mm. without the internet and without search yeah. and without information just right there for you, yeah. whatever, whatever it is you want to look up. Um, but in 1996, we didn't, we didn't have the internet, right. right? We didn't have phones. We didn't have information right there. So I was, you know, it just made, you know, the whole experience even more confusing. And then what happened from there? Like, was it immediate that, like, you know, you had to go into treatment and... You, surgery. Were, were you I, I, I was diagnosed at 6 p.m. on the 2nd. I had surgery at 7 a.m. on the 3rd. Wow. Yeah. The doctor said, they said, yeah, you have surgery at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. So well, the very next, you know. When, when they said, like, you had that press conference, it was like a... Nike used it as a commercial, too. I remember you talked about it was in your, your nuts and then it spreads into your stomach abdomen your lungs and your brain yeah at that moment you knew it was in everything or, or just we, just we knew it was in the uh all that we knew was the lungs oh i see so they you know that day they did this ultrasound which took forever and the lady you could i could tell she was freaking out she was like and then she left and went and got the doctor he came in he did he repeated the ultrasound yeah. and i'm like all right this is not good so what was the surgery what do they do exactly for that? Just take out the one of the what the bad nut, basically. Oh, I see. <laughs> but then after the ultrasound, then then they walk you in the other room and say, "We're you know, uh, we got to do a chest X-ray." So in your mind, you're like, they're not telling you when they're doing an ultrasound of your nuts that like what they're seeing. They're yeah. just um, you could tell they were concerned, and then but when they walk you in the other room to do a chest X-ray, I'm like, what are we doing this for? Hmm. So then this, this all starts adding up, and then... It was but, your left one or your right one? <laughs> That's a great question. It's been so long. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> Pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right one, I'm pretty sure. I have to go back and look. It's been a long time. It's been 20... It's been 27 years. Wow. Hmm. I don't know. This should be... 
Whenever they do that, they just like toss it. Like I, I always, I, I always uh, wondered that. I mean, it would be kind of a, a thing to keep. Like yeah, you, I, I was hoping you would bring it for me today, like bronzed, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. like a little thing. That's like a gift. My old friend, uh, the late great Robin Williams, just used to do this uh, this little skit on it, where he would have this like like a ball, like a jar, like a glass jar, and he'd have this thing, and he's like. This is Lance Armstrong's testicle. <laughs> he used to do this whole thing. <laughs> I was like, that's fucked up, man. When did you start doing the Livestrong stuff? Just right once you were healed? Right. Then, no, then... right when I was diagnosed, I started the foundation, which was originally called the Lance Armstrong Foundation. Yeah, huh. LAF. LAF. And then Livestrong was just a, a, a set of programs that we ran underneath. And then, of course, that brand is the one that. They put on their yellow wristbands and yeah. Nike made a clothing line out of. And so that's, you know, that became a much more, and I always wanted to, I always wanted to, I didn't want my name on the door. I think that's weird. But when we started it, we were like, yeah, just call it this. And then thank goodness the brand of Livestrong came along and, and, and I got to. Yeah. I remember when those wristbands came out, like I would go to like different malls with my parents trying to get one and they were all sold out. Yeah. And for that. Yeah. They be- were hard to get. I mean, they were. And it cost a buck, so but there were people. If you couldn't back when you couldn't get them, I mean, people were selling them on eBay for twenty five, fifty bucks. Crazy. I read somewhere that you sold like over eighty million. Eighty million of them. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts. It's crazy. Even when we went to that, that Sports Illustrated event, like we, you know, they gave us those like wristbands. It's like we, without that, it's like we wouldn't even be wearing those that night. Right. If you think about right. it. No, it's, there's it's some dude. So crazy. In China, who pumps these things out? Huh. You know, because they have them in every color and, yeah. and yeah. before the yellow wristband. I, I, they probably didn't make them. I mean, this guy's no, like, this is the greatest thing ever. These fucking Americans <laughs> yeah. keep having me make these yellow things. And then the next <laughs> month, then the, you know, the breast cancer people yeah, call and say, well, make us some pink yeah, ones. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't know, the environmentalist calls and make us some green ones. Then I started selling merch. That was the first thing I sold. Oh, really? Yeah, I used to have to tape them down to, so that I could, could um, send it off with one post stamp. Um, you'd have to like tape them down flat. And I would, I would have to like fold it all weird with tape. And you would? That's what I, yeah, when I first started, that's what you I did. You used to do the stuff yourself? Yeah. I know, crazy to believe, huh? Yeah. I figured it all out. <laughs> well, how deliberate was the branding of it, Lance? Like, how much were you involved? Because, like, that thing just took off. Like. Not, uh, there was an agency in Austin who came up with that brand. And then there's a bunch of confusion over, I mean, it was Nike's idea to do the yellow wristband, but mm-hmm. a lot of people, take credit for that yeah so it's it's hard to identify like who is the person that said i have an idea right like there's like 20 people that claim to be that person yeah so you didn't pick the yellow well the yellow came from the The yellow jersey jersey. yeah nice i love the yellow we literally use it for everything i think the my tour bus we did three tours with it i mean what was that Oh yeah, dude. The energy Matador, shot. Yeah, the one you're the deck you're using me in. I love yellow, man. I, I told them not to I put got, you in the deck. I got I get a, I got a text. This is random. Like I, I get know. a text from this country singer the other day. Do What's you know his name? this? Chase Rice? I don't know. He's a cool guy. I, I only listen to like old country, like and he Alan says Jackson. he says, Are you involved in this? And I said, Involved in what? <laughs> and he goes, and he sent me these fucking <laughs> screenshots of a deck. Where you're talking about? I don't me. make the decks, man. No, they said, "Do you have some people?" Bo? I was like, and then they they said Lance and Armstrong. Hold on, no, they said Lance Armstrong. I was like, and he's like, I'm, "I'm I need to know before I invest." That's yeah, what yeah. he said. I said, and "Don't I said, put I him have in the no deck. idea what this is." 
<laughs> no, I said, I said, don't put him in the deck. I was like, he's not involved like that. They're like, no, it doesn't matter. We're just putting, this is what they say, I swear. But it does, sort of. That's, I'm telling you what they told me. They go, no, it doesn't matter. We're just showing them like a couple people you're friends with that are famous or whatever yeah. that you may do videos with. It doesn't really matter. I'm like, why the fuck are you putting them on then? Yeah. And they put even people on there that like, I'm not even, I don't even know. And I'm like, why do you put them on? I don't get it. Yeah. It doesn't matter though. I mean, it's going to make a lot of money. Are you in or you're out, man? Did you bring your checkbook? Just putting Lance on the spot here. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be Shark in. Tank segment. I'll be I think it's too late. I bet, Danny, I'll back you in anything. I mean, I think you're goofy as shit, but I, 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 I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a believer. I'm a big fan. A believer. <laughs> we need that. Thank you. What is it, like a shot or is it a drink? It's right there, man. A, Come on, throw him that. Bring in this shit. Oh, it's in a little energy shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. Five-hour energy. We're ripping them off. 185 milligrams of caffeine. This will I change your life, I should have had one man. of these motherfuckers before we started, because I'm a little low on it. We were... If you want it, it's my only sample, but I'll let you use it if you want it. Go ahead. I wouldn't let anyone else drink it, though, except you. Well, what if I drink it and it tastes like shit and I make a terrible face and nobody buys it? Probably won't use the footage, but you can try. <laughs> but I don't think, it, it tastes really good. What time is it? All right, let's I'll go. Drink, I'll drink half of it if you want. This is, a big, this is a big deal for me. It's yellow because of you. That's right. It's cool because once I sell this, I'm going to be able to go to that place with you guys. And I'll invite you with me. And then you can fly on my jet. You're doing okay. Not, I'm not, not good enough. We'll get there, though. You're doing just fine. Just a little bit. Make sure the logo's facing the camera. I, <laughs> I, I turned it, I turned it to, so that it was facing the I'm camera. I saved you very little bit. That's it? How is it? It's not bad. Be honest. Uh, no, it's not bad. Have you had 5-Hour Energy? Never. Well, it sucks. Is this better? This is like way better. better for you or just better? This is five hour energy. I don't think it's this is better for you and tastes better. It doesn't taste bad. Mm -mm. That's what I want for my product. It doesn't taste bad. That's our tagline. Matador. It doesn't taste bad. <laughs> Lance Lance, yeah, that's our quote like on the back of the book. It yeah, doesn't no, taste actually, bad. You can put that in the deck. I, I, I will approve. We got to put that in the deck. <laughs> on one of the slides, Lance Armstrong <laughs> quote. It doesn't taste that bad. <laughs> that's so funny. Wasn't it? And, and it's funny because it's, you know, holiday season. But wasn't it? Were we in? We had Thanksgiving dinner or Thanksgiving Easter. Oh, Easter. That was when you're like, why don't you follow me on Instagram? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was. <laughs> you said to him, Lance? <laughs> yeah. We had Easter Easter brunch in Santa Barbara at the... Uh, uh, some rich place, man. I was like, yeah, I do not some, belong here. some dough there. Yeah. Uh, He's like, Mr. Reservation for Mr. Armstrong. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hell yeah. And all these, all these little, these little nerdy little kids kept coming yeah, up to him. Like at the, at the, at the table. the For Danny or for you? Yeah. For him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these kids like, hey, uh, like we're having Easter brunch. Right, like, right. come on, kid. I'm with my hero, dude, and you're interrupting brunch. And it's pretty much what he told me. He's like, <laughs> but they're making Danny goes, good. Danny, the kid's like, you think I can get a picture? And he's like, no. <laughs> no, no, I said I said when we're done eating. No, you you go no. I might have said no. I don't remember. <laughs> I felt the kids start crying, walking. No, out. that did not happen. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Did not happen. Hundred percent, man. Poor kid no, is sure. probably in rehab now. No, so no, fucked no, up. no. Yeah, that would, that's a sick place. Yeah, let me know if you ever want to go again or anywhere else ever. I'll join. <laughs> well, let's see. Here's, I'll join so, in. <laughs> here's here's what it, Danny has invited me on a few things. So. Well, we're going to do this little shtick down in Florida, which I don't know if we want to talk about that or not. But We can talk about it. Um, and then he, then he once invited me to do a naked tandem race or naked tandem. Bike, bike ride. 
Well, no, then you wanted me to ride the tandem with you across the country. Or I do want to do that, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I said yes to that. Well, you said I was crazy. You said it's going to, but the problem is I got to post every week. So it's going to take like, I think at least three and a half weeks. Okay. But so then, but then you get, then you invited me to the naked bike ride that was in on a tandem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's not, I did on. it with Kiwan. I told you I you could have the front. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it so much better. I mean, it is a little more no disrespectful. No part of it's good. Man. Kiwan was on the back. He's just hanging on. Feet were dangling. <laughs> he wasn't even pedaling. <laughs> Where's that dude? Uh, Long Beach. He lives in Long Beach. Yeah, he's great. He didn't want to show up for LA? I don't think your fan base really correlates over to the hood as much as like... I think you're wrong about that, actually. It might a little bit, actually. Actually, I think you're wrong nah, about I, that. No, I think I am wrong. I think if yeah. you go to the hood, they'd be like, oh, <laughs> shit. No, you know, what, you know what some people do? They're like, why you follow Lance Armstrong? I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, he's the GOAT. They're like, the guy that went on the moon? That's what everyone says, <laughs> oh, like, fuck. a lot of times. Like, girls have no idea. They're like, who the fuck? Or anytime you say Armstrong, they get so confused with the, yeah. the, moon, the moon guy, or they'll be like... The bike guy? Yeah. They get, yeah, they're just lost. It's funny, you're in the movie, uh, you're in a lot of movies, actually. You're in Dodgeball. But they yep. reference you a lot, like in, uh, what's that movie, uh, 40 Year Old Virgin. He's like, okay, Mr. Schwinn fucking Armstrong, oh, who dude. told you to buy a bike? <laughs> and he hits him in the leg. What about what about Dodgeball, though? I know you talked about it on that last one, but how yeah. was that? It was good. It was you good. were nervous? I, I, huh? You were nervous? Uh, I wasn't nervous going in, because like I said on that other show, I thought I would just, you know... They would just feed me the. I saw. I read the yeah. script, and I was like, "Okay, one line, another line." I'm like, I just thought they could set up the camera so that, like, it wasn't. We weren't both on camera, right? Mm-hmm. I thought they could just feed you line. split it and just yeah. be like, "Throw me the lines," and then we're like, "No, no, no! You're both in the same shot. You have to have a conversation." I was like, "Oh fuck!" It's one of my favorite movies. Then I got a little nervous. <laughs> I know. I I keep telling Ben. I'm like, because. There are all these reports of the sequel. A, yeah, I heard yeah and every time they pop up, I send them a note. I'm like, dude, I'm in, man. Like, yeah, you got to get in. That's, I got to get kidding. in, but he says they're not doing it. Really? I actually think Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn's one of my favorites, really. He's great. Vince Diller killed in that, though, but Vince Vaughn is so funny. Yeah. They always like talk shit about him now. I think he, I guess he did bad or something like on his recent stuff, but he's one of the, yeah. I think, one of the best. Cool. How much you get paid for that? Zero. They didn't give you a dollar? I don't Nothing. think so. It's a long time ago. But. You're not SAG? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, yeah, probably nothing. Really? But look, we're still talking about it, so it's worth something. Hmm. Do you come down here and like hang out in this room? Like if you're just... Have sex in it usually, <laughs> right there. I know, I was noticing. I felt That's like we should have come in with some blue light. You, know, just, <laughs> you got one in the truck. Shit's just, <laughs> just... That's why it's white. <laughs> you can't see anything. God. Uh, Got any advice for me? Don't change. What else? Okay, maybe change a little. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Enjoy fantasy sports? Visit Prize Picks, a unique daily fantasy app where you pick individual players based on set projections. Rather than choosing teams, you decide if a player will exceed or fall short of their projection. If you're knowledgeable about sports, give the Prize Picks app a try. It's accessible in 70% of the United States, including California, Florida, and Texas, and Arizona. First-time users can benefit from 100% deposit bonus by using the code DANNY. Enter the code DEPOSIT100 and they'll match it with an additional 100 by using the code DANNY. I think it was three years after, like 96, you got the cancer diagnosis, and then you won your first tour in 99. Mm -hmm. I remember, like, I saw this like interview where you um, talked about it being like a knife fight. 
you know, like yeah. where like if it was a fist fight and you guys like no, came I thought in it was going to be a fist fight. And can you explain that for maybe folks who aren't as familiar with cycling or like your your time? Like, what do you mean by fist fight versus gunfight versus knife fight? Well, fist fight is just France? a fist fight is what if you get in a fight, you're supposed to just fight with your fist. Yeah, which means you're equal, right? Right. If Danny and I get in a fight and we're just swinging, we're we're equal. He would win. Yeah, but we're start equal. Um. The second he pulls out a knife or a gun, then we are not equal, yep. right? And so when I went to Europe, um, I went over expecting to fight with my fists and, and fight other people that were using their fists. Uh, and then just over over time, actually very quickly, then the knives and the guns came out, and I was like, wait a minute, all right, this is a little different. I'm going to get my ass kicked because yeah. they have different weaponry. Uh, so just you, you, you've met with this... Uh, point where you have to make a decision, right? Do you, do you go down to the store and 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 upgrade? And so we did, right? And that that was, but we but we also resisted for a good year, but there was just no, there was no resolution, there was no test, there was no, um, and no test in sight. So we're like, all right, here we go. Do we upgrade, yeah. or do we go home? And so, um, yeah. Messy, but no, by the way, none of us wanted to be in that position, right? I mean, all of my, all of my teammates and all of my rivals, like nobody, as we were just young kids, none of us sat around and was like, "Dude, this is fucking cool." <laughs> like none of us, yeah. Like they're like, all right, "This sucks," yeah. But we're not going home. Like, tell me, if this is true? Like during the race, like you would pretend to have a sick day or like you would realize that where people were intercepting like the comms from like other yeah. teams and you'd be like oh my god i'm just like I'm, I'm totally out of it right now when you had a lot in the tank and yeah. then they would like slow down and you. Well, we did up, that like, one you can only do that once yeah like, if you if you pull that over on them one time it's that's your it's done right yeah, which yeah, we yeah. did do once right yeah but, you know everybody was hacking everybody else's you know we had so we a little bit of backstory so yeah. we had communication with the team car which was behind us mm -hmm. and we had communication amongst ourselves yeah and every team had that yeah. right and so there's 20 teams so you have you know whatever 180 actually 22 teams so you had almost 200 riders everybody with communication we didn't most of these teams we didn't need to listen to because they weren't our problem yeah um but there were three or four that we would uh, it's not even hacking into their system you just do a scan and we would pick up their radio, their radio, and then they yeah. would pick up ours. Yeah, 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 like yeah. It, was, it makes it silly. It's like, why don't we all just like get on a big fucking Zoom, <laughs> like, and, you know, just talk about <laughs> just what listen. we're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to do today? Like, yeah, yeah. But you know, some of these teams, you know, they they there was yeah. One day they just fell for it. Like we just what what country was it? Or what what it, it was? It was Jan Ulrich's team. So the big German, my big German rival, but his director was Belgian, just like my director. Mm -hmm. Um, and they hated each other. Uh, and they, they just, I don't know. It was like one day they, the stage Alpe d'Huez in 2001, they were, they just started taking control of the race on like some of the earlier climbs during the day. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck you. Like we control the race. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do y'all think you're doing? I legit thought that to myself. I'm like, yeah. why are you on the front? Hmm. We control the race. And then I was like, all right, fine. Fuck it. Y'all, go ahead. 
now and then, then then I then I went on this and then we were on a hard climb so it got down to like 30 guys meanwhile I had like eight guys with the my whole team with me so I just went to the back of the 30 and was kind of swinging off the back without saying anything yeah on the radio and then finally I said to Johan my director I said I don't know what's up like I, I feel like shit. Like I, I'm having a terrible day. And this well, is total facade right now. Like total, total act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're listening. Yes, yeah. And you knew that. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. And then he. So we don't hear. So once we scan, once we're the only person listening to the other teams would be Johan in the car. Mm. So then he hears Rudy, a guy's name Rudy Pepinage, say, "Hey guys, Lance is having a terrible day." <laughs> Amazing. And I can't, I can't say anything on the radio because they're yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So finally, I, uh, and again, I'm just swinging. He's like, it, and he can kind. Con- there's times where he can drive the car up. So he drives the car up and he gets beside me. And I'm like, <laughs> and he goes, he's like, what the fuck's this guy doing? And I said, I just. And so I just kept playing, and I'm like, man, I don't know what's up. I don't know if it's the heat. I don't know if I just. You know, I'm terrible. <laughs> so one by one, the guy he has to I tell the guys like go back and to, like talk to Johan. Johan's like he's he's not being serious. That my te- my own teammates thought I was in they, trouble. Yeah, because they didn't know at the time. Yeah, because they're yeah. hearing me on our radio. Wow, they're seeing me swinging. Yeah, and I'm like I can't. We're all together, right? Right, you, right, right. you can't really say much, and so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they kept me. Ah, he's terrible. Oh, he's so he's having a terrible. They're like talking to each other. Oh, uh, and then we descended down, went in the valley, got to Alpe d'Huez, and just... So you turned it on when they were... Right at the were... bottom. I yeah. sent one guy to the front, he fucking lit it up, and I just rode away. One by two minutes. They were wow. probably like, what just <laughs> happened? But it all started with me, like, like just a, a, you know, alpha athlete, huge ego, like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing on the front of my bike race? Yeah. It was way more, uh, uh, way less friendlier in our generation. Like this generation now, like these guys go hammer, race each other, and some guy will lose. The guy who wins is waiting at the finish line. They're fucking hugging it out. I'm like, what? <laughs> you wait, you just waiting there so you, you all can hug this out? Yeah. After you just lost? Like I would have been like, Get away from like, it, and I'm I'm not I'm not saying that our generation uh, that was the way to do it or uh, that I was proud of. I mean, I think it's kind of cool to see, but it wasn't like that for us. Yeah, and it I never never even crossed my mind. It's almost like the I feel like the way they talk about Jordan era Bulls and the NBA. Yeah, versus yeah, like, yeah. He, well, Jordan. I mean, I also like that too. Like I feel like nowadays everything also just seems so fake <clears throat> and like scripted almost. Not not obviously for that, but like. Even with fighting or WWE, it's like that. It feels like that kind of. Yeah. I like when it's like a real rival yeah. rather than. Yeah, I think it, it was more. I do think our generation's racing was was better. Yeah, I mean it. it well, yeah, when people actually hate each other too, it's just like way better and just, to watch. And and we didn't hate each other, but like even for me, like nobody ever did anything to me that where I that would have led me to be like, okay. I hate this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody, but I would make things up, like read an article or read a quote and be like, well, I guess I could read it a certain way. Like, okay, well, fuck them. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You just make it up. Yeah, you throw know, a log it, on the fire. We had a much more sort of 
college locker room mentality where we would use these guys as examples and their quotes and and just make up this um this this these rivalries and just was there a quote that bothered you the most nah not that i not that i mean towards the end there you know i was getting old i mean i won the last tour and you know it was 34 years old which is old that is you old know, it is old <laughs> but you know of the you know leading up to the couple of years before that oh he's getting too old there's you know it's over but and i don't think back a lot on i mean we're talking about cycling so i can remember these stories and i'll talk about it like i never sit around yeah and like reminisce yeah about my career ever 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 never crosses my mind why not yeah. The hard hitting question. That was a good one. That was a great. That was the best question you've asked today, Dan. Look, I don't. I don't think. I think it's. I I think it's strange when people do. I think when athletes or anybody sits around, it's like you know that game. Like, I think some people though they can't. They can't like. But if you're not moving, yeah, they can't. You're not moving forward with life. Yeah, and you're not reinventing or reimagining yourself. Then yeah, you got to sit around and and reminisce and and tell stories but if and and i was forced to reinvent and reimagine my life yeah uh but because of that like i i just don't that that's that's a whole that chapter's closed and it's gone and um how was like transitioning into what you do now with like the venture stuff how is it like how did that even happen uh honestly it happened because you know i, I had my podcast my, my original one and then we did the cycling one which we still do all of these today and they got really big and company. And so early on, you know, as is the name of the game, you know, we needed advertisers. We couldn't pay people to advertise. Yeah. And then finally the advertisers came back. Uh, the show grew in popularity and then companies started reaching out. So Mm -hmm. would you, you know, would you invest in our company? Would you test our gear? Would you, you know, across the board, and so once the, another way to put it is deal flow, right? So mm-hmm. deal flow started. Um, and so I thought I could use the platform of the show if we did invest, right? We could create this flywheel where we use the platform of the show, the audience of the show to talk about the companies that we've invested in. Uh, and we did do some of that, but we do less of that now. But that was how the fund started. Yeah. Mm. I've heard, like I read somewhere, I don't know where it was, but it said like you put like 100K into Uber and then it, turned into like 30 million i put a hundred thousand dollars into a fund oh into a fund into fund yeah a fund um lowercase capital started by chris saka oh yeah um who i'd met in aspen just randomly and had stayed close with and he was starting a fund and so i invested but think about it i mean i i invested only a hundred thousand dollars into his first fund yeah so you have to imagine, I mean, he probably did, I'd have to go back and look, he probably invested in 15 to 20 companies. Oh, with that money that he in, made a lot in, of good In bets. his I fund see. one. Yeah. And a lot of them were not good bets, but one of them was Uber, all right? And he, so, so if you broke it down, of the 100,000, I don't think any more than 20,000 would have gone into any one company, mm-hmm. which would have been Uber. Um, and so, 
Yeah, the 20, so if you, it, it makes it even wilder to think about, right? So it's not 100,000, it's probably 20,000 yeah. Yeah, yeah, max. Yeah. And yeah, it ended up being 40 or $50 million. Mm. It's crazy. Okay. But the valuation of Uber that it, 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 when Saka invested, and I want to stress that, because I get a lot of credit for investing in Uber, and I always have to correct people. I don't think it changes my investment style or thesis because I invest in people. Yeah, I knew you put it into like a fund. Yeah, so but I but I bet on Chris Saka. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Saka bet on Travis. Travis. Yeah. But the valuation that he came in at was three point seven million dollars. That's crazy. Wow. That the company's now worth whatever. Lance, how do you like talk to your kids about like so many chapters in your career? Especially like um uh like when they do sports, I know like there's a lot of pressure to mm-hmm. like, you know, take PEDs, like I'll make these decisions. Like, I don't know how, how, Or is there like, I, how, yeah, how do you, I, don't, I don't know. Well, two of my kids are yeah, sitting in the yeah, room. Yeah, how, how do you talk about that? Or like, <laughs> or is that a thing? Or do you unpack that? Do they ask you about it? Do you let them come to you? I, like, I can, what, what, and they can back me up or, or, yeah. or tell me I'm full of shit. But I tried to keep it um, just an open door policy that, you know, any questions, let's talk about it. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't, they're sitting right there. So I don't know if they, <laughs> if they agree with this, but, um, that's my version. Yeah. But the interesting thing was, so these kids, so I have two, basically two sets of kids, uh, two administrations on the, on the wife's side, uh, both amazing ladies. Um, so, but my older kids were old enough. Like when I did Oprah, they were old yeah. enough to be like, Oh, my dad's on Oprah. Yeah. My younger kids were. Just, just like your kids. I mean, they're your kid. They're yeah. babies. Yeah. And so, you know, back to this sort of point in time of, of just compare and contrast to your question earlier about cancer, where we had no technology, we had no access to information, we had no access to content. Well, now look at case in point, right? We create content, right? Yeah. We create stars, and and they live on places like YouTube, not just for a week or a month. They live forever yeah. right this dipshit's videos will be on youtube <laughs> for they'll be there forever right yeah. so no matter what you do they're going to be there forever, forever. <laughs> that's right and so my interview with oprah lives there forever so yeah. it, you know i didn't sit there and be like oh thank god only three of my kids will see this mm-hmm. because my other kids are babies no i knew that they would grow in while my older kids grew up with their father's history and their father's complicated story. I knew that my younger kids would grow into their father's complicated history and story. And so, uh, I was totally realistic about that. Yeah. I mean, I had known Oprah a long time. So, um, yeah, I went from her couch to this couch, which is (laughs) no telling. So I'm saying, (laughs) I told you moving up. (laughs) <laughs> but no, I, I was, we were in Hawaii she was in Hawaii. We were on the big Island. She was in Maui. I actually flew over there to meet with her. I'm like, Hey, you want to, you should, I think we should just sit down and talk about this. Mm-hmm. And she was like, fuck. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Um, that was but, like the podcast back then. Like, yeah, she's, no. she's, I love her. Like, I think she's a force of nature. Like just, just, I, I love her. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I heard like you guys were shooting for so long. There was a point where you like took a break and like, uh, was there anything you like guys chatted about in between the takes or that, uh, it wasn't, we, we sat for probably three hours. Wow. But it leaked, it's, you know, it's funny, you know, leaked out 
so fast. Like, I mean, I wasn't even in, we did it at a hotel in Austin. So whatever floor we were on, say it's the 10th floor. I was on the elevator going down and a reporter from the Associated Press texted me. So somebody, you know, you have all these Somebody in the room. Well, there's a, you know, camera people, sound people, makeup art, you know, fuck, who knows? Wow. Somebody in there was just like... (laughs) I think that's crazy, too, because, like, a lot of my fans, they don't really realize how, like, the level you're at, you know? Like... Right. I I think forever, obviously, you'll be a legend, but, like, they don't understand, like... Like, I'm pretty famous, you know, but it's, like, so just, like... Such a joke compared to the level you were at back then. What was that yeah. like when you oh, when crazy. it got to like to st- like just the stardom? Yeah, but you were probably more famous than many. I would even say actors, which were yeah. like the pinnacle of fame back then. And yeah. I would say you were even above them. Yep, because your story was like worldwide. And and it was not just a sports story. That's yeah, what I'm saying. This was, yeah. this was sports and cancer. Um, and I had no idea. I mean, I I was uh, it was life was moving so fast. I was just. Uh, and and it's not it's not about fame. At the end of the day, it's about power, right? So you can be famous and uh, or you can be powerful. Mm-hmm. Like I was extremely, unbeknownst to me, yeah, yeah. extremely powerful, right? And whether it's uh, for uh, you know on the Livestrong side or whether it was uh, promoting cycling or promoting products or whatever, right? And um, you don't know that until you get older and you look back and you're like wow that was fucking power which is sad right and i'm not proud of that i'm not proud that i uh, abused that power i'm not proud that that a lot of that power was taken away from me but but it was and so um i'm okay with that right and you just go back and and reinvent reimagine and start over yeah what are those ways that you're most proud of the way you use your power versus the least proud? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously on the Livestrong side, we were affecting massive change, right? Whether it's, you know, on the, on the uh, political side, on the advocacy side, um, or just straight up helping people. Um, but then just, I, I think the biggest shame is just not knowing you have it, which maybe you never do. Maybe you're just, it just life is when you're in that sort of stratosphere, life is moving so fast that you just don't know. Um, or maybe you do, maybe I was just not, uh, not equipped to be like, uh, aware that I had that. And so, um, but life's messy. One thing that blew my mind, Lance, is that you are so in, in my mind, like synonymous with, you know, the yellow Jersey, the yellow wristband, Armstrong, Livestrong, cancer, cycling. And, and, but was it a shock to you when the Livestrong Foundation was like, you know, they wanted to Total part ways? Shock. Like what, and yeah. what, what was the thinking on there? Like, cause I don't know. I, I feel like even that's like, a great question. Yeah. You'd have to ask them. Yeah. What was it? Over $500 million raised for yeah. cancer research. Yeah, like there's I mean, a lot yeah. of it, it. Look, uh, I was, at that point, I was fully aware that this was going to suck. Yeah. And this was going to be a crazy time and that um, everything was going to change. But I, when they, you know, when they came through an email where they said, look, you know, you got to, you're out, you know, we're going to officially change the name. Because at that point, the Lance Armstrong Foundation was still on the name. Right. It was still the, was still the name. Mm. 
And they said, we're officially getting rid of your name. We're changing it to Livestrong. And you're off the board. You're out. I was like, hmm. I don't know if that's, I mean, that sucks. And I don't think that's a great idea, right? I know that we're going to go through a hard time, but uh, we should go through this together, right? Because no matter what, um, if you play the game of name association, right? If you just, it's a very simple game. Mm -hmm. And if you walk the streets of Paris, France, or you walk the streets of Paris, Texas, and you stop anybody on the street and you say, okay, I'm going to say a word and you tell me what you think of. Paris, Texas, Paris, France, you say, Livestrong. What do those people say? Armstrong. They say, Lance Armstrong. Yeah. So even today, so you're stuck, right? And so if you're stuck, uh, and you want to stay on this fight, and you want to, and you want to, and you want that to be your brand, then you figure out a way to work through it together. And and you know things are gonna, you're gonna, you know the, the numbers are gonna suffer, donations are gonna go down, but you just be patient, and then ultimately you come back. Um, everybody would have been better off had that been the path. They didn't, tell you, they didn't tell you in person or they just sent an email? Well, I was in Hawaii, so... <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, yeah, it was, nobody was in person. Was, Are you going to phone call like after all the stuff? You if I had to, to remember, yeah, there would have... The, the chairman of the board probably called and said... It was awkward, but... And this is... This, what I considered to be friends, right? Said, yeah. I think is something to the effect of, I want to, I'm going to read you this email before I send it. Huh. And so he's reading this email that either he wrote or somebody wrote that says you're out. I'm like, okay, well that's <laughs> fucking weird. Like either just call me and tell me or just send the email, but don't like, <laughs> it was just strange. Yeah. And then the content or the contents of the emails, like, whoa. I also heard stories about like how you like leave like FaceTime messages or call mm -hmm. or videos for cancer patients going yeah. through what they're doing now. Like, yeah, that's that's like really the, the fact the, that you stay connected with it. Like, yeah. yeah, like I don't do. Uh, obviously, I'm not associated with Livestrong and really associated with anybody in the cancer fight, but I still, um, I still care about that. Yeah, and I still. Um, I wouldn't say a lot, but probably once a week, somebody will say, um, you know, hey, do you mind? A lot of people want me to call somebody. Yeah. And I just think it's better to, because if you call somebody and you hang up, then it's over. Mm -hmm. I know. Whereas I say, no, let me just, you know, what's their name, right? What's the situation? Tell them it's, and then send them a message, which they yeah. can hold forever. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's really my, the extent of my involvement, which is, is enough. Look, I raised half a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, who can say that? You can. Right? I can. You're right. Absolutely. And we served in that time, in those 15 years, we served 3 million people. That's right? one thing I do notice when people, when people talk shit, though, in the comments, there's always, like, just a ton of, like, cancer survivors that are just on your side always, which I always like that because, like, yeah. I, I've always been a supporter, you know, even when people talk shit, always, like, because they don't, most people just don't get it. They're like they don't oblivious to life. They just can't comprehend. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand. But I, get, I understand that a lot of people are dumb. But in the comments, you'll always have that. Like, just eh, there's so many cancer supporters that, like, because yeah. you've, you obviously help, like, so many people. So it's like yeah. someone that they maybe you helped or whatever. So it's cool to see that. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with the yellow jerseys? Last questions, though. Um, when you do Tour de France, how many yellow jerseys are there? Because, like, back in the day, you know, 
when I was on eBay buying Lance Armstrong shit, mm-hmm. there's people selling them. But like, how do I know like what's authentic? Is there like just 50 of them that you wore during the Tour de France? So you get... Because I know you have seven of them obviously framed. How right. many of them were there in that? Okay, so this is this is the dirty little secret. Okay, okay. And if you have an extra one, could I get one? Could we do uh, a jersey I, swap? Sure. So uh, it, there are guys that wear the yellow jersey for one day. Okay. There are guys that never wear the yellow jersey. Mm-hmm. But there are guys that wear it for one day, and it makes their whole life, right? It certainly makes their whole career. If you wear it for a day... They give you a few replicas. That I see. Okay. Come from the tour. They're real. Yeah. They, they weren't worn in the race. Ah, uh, I see. But you'll get a handful, and you'll also get, uh, in case it rains, you'll get a yellow raincoat. You'll have, in case it's cold, you'll have a long sleeve yellow mm-hmm. jersey. If it's a time trial, you'll have a time trial suit yellow jersey. Um, so you got like 2,000 of these things. I have a lot of these things. <laughs> <laughs> so you get one every single day. Every day. And they uh, give you extras. And then at the end, if you win, then they give you a lot. Uh, um, but so here's the, the dirty little secret. So I love old, soft T-shirts. Like I love a T-shirt that just feels like it's been worn. And so my bike jerseys were no different. Mm-hmm. So if I got... There were tours that I wore the same jersey. Meanwhile, they're handing me fucking 10 or 12 or 20 every day. I wore, there's certain tours I wore the same jersey the whole time. Really? Wow. And this thing at the end was like the greatest, softest, best t-shirt ever. Hmm. So those ones that are in the frames, those are real. Like those are the ones that yeah. crossed the finish line in Paris. There are some of those years that, obviously I didn't, I never wore the yellow jersey the entire race, but there were years I wore it for 10, 12, 14 days. Wow. Some of those jerseys, the only jersey ever worn. That's crazy. So, but I have all of these other ones that they would, I mean, I, we, if I had to look, I bet I, bet I have 400. Hmm. So, I, yes. I don't mind. Can, I don't really yeah. want one that you wore like 200 times, but like <laughs> if you had one that you maybe wore for like one day, that would be great for my wall. Yeah. I, you you can spot it. You you know if it was worn. Okay, okay, cool. So I'll yeah. make sure that you don't give me a yeah unusual. And you'll know and you know the ones that were that actually came from the tour because back then they would laminate on. So the yellow jersey was obviously yellow, and then they had a big white box because they don't know who's going to wear the yellow jersey, and they're not going to make you know for twenty two teams, right, right, all right. different sizes. Who the fuck knows? So they made these yellow jerseys with a white box, and if team X got the jersey that day and the the guy who got the jersey was an extra small well they just pull out an extra small mm. with the white box and they laminated his sponsor on there got it and you could feel it like the ones you would buy on on ebay or whatever there's no lamination yeah, yeah, right? it's yeah. part of the fabric right mm. but you can f- you feel the lamination so that's a real one i see i love that photo when you all the bullshit was going down and you oh, God. posted you on the couch Ugh. with the, all the seven jerseys that was like man when that I shit just, came I, out i was like fuck yeah i just come back from yes. hawaii and i thought i was so mad i was like <laughs> i was like fuck this I'm just, I'm just gonna do something to really and i my the guy who still works for me took the picture and i was like yeah. dude i love and that I'm, and i'm thinking to myself this is one of the best ideas i've ever had yeah it was and when it came out it was a fucking terrible idea. no no but like, it's one of those I, ideas no no I no got, it, destroyed but but, yeah it's an idea though that it's super divided but the people that love you fucking love that shit like forever like i'll never forget here's the here's the the but then it's bad for the people that don't yeah at the time it was a terrible idea but it will stand the test of time over time 
it will have looked like a good idea. Yeah. But man, they, <laughs> people, I mean, they lit their hair on fire. They were so mad. Yeah, brains were exploding. Dude. Smoke them What did I say? I don't even, I was like, I said just, because uh, we had just come back from Hawaii and I said, back in Austin, just laying around. Yeah, and it yeah. was like this spread. <laughs> that was like, like panoramic photo. It's like, you see all the jerseys. So funny. Look, and I know people were mad at the time and people are going to get mad about what I'm about to tell you. Mm-hmm. They're my jerseys. Yeah, of course. Right. And, and, uh, and if, and if anybody came to claim them and said, Hey, I didn't do anything. I would give them the Jersey, right? Whatever year it was, I would give it to them. Yeah. But nobody came. Hmm. Nobody came. Cause they it didn't come exist. for those yellow jerseys. They didn't come for the beautiful blue Limoges trophies that they hand you in Paris. Right. If you go on the Tour de France website, there's no other winner. They're my jerseys, straight up. And so, but I will, I will fully admit and can confess if somebody wants to come and take them, they can have them. But nobody's come. At the end, of, well, I'll, I'll take one if you want. Yeah. Yeah. You, you would have had to. Have, you can't even finish George's Grand Fondo. How the fuck are you going to finish a three-week race? The issue was I didn't have this then. All right, boys, yeah. that was fun. Yeah, man, thanks, Thank for, you, thanks for coming for real. Yeah, 100%. It was great. Man, yeah. this is awesome, man. Best guest so far. 